Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode number nine. Rejection is on my mind at the moment, mainly because my second book, Practical Perfection, has been released into the wild and the act of releasing a book always brings rejection into the frame because inevitably some of the people or lots of the people, hopefully not lots, um, some of the people you hope it will resonate with, it won't. And interestingly, not just the releasing of the book but also the writing of the book has brought rejection with it because over the course of writing the book, I sought comments um, that I wanted to include into the book, you kind of supporting comments. I sought those from people that I admire and I got a no or crickets, you know, as in no, no answer at all, which is pretty much the same. Um, and I also shared the framework in the book with someone quite famous who I know loves frameworks and either she didn't look at it despite an indication that she would or she did look at it and she hated it. Either way, I've not heard from her about it and even though I know it's not personal, it's hard not to take that as an impersonal indictment on me. So I guess, yeah, obviously we're talking about rejection today. Do you think that's why rejection hurts so much because we can't help but take it really personally? Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I do because by, you know, in its essence, rejection is about us or our work or something that we've put forward. So it's really, really difficult for us to, to kind of extract the self from that, even though the reason that the person says no or the reason that they ignore us maybe has nothing at all to do with, uh, with us um, and, you know, even what we're offering. It might be something to do with, with them, their situation, their yep. whatever. But it's so incredibly difficult to to, um, to to kind of pull ourselves away from that and go, yeah, hang on, like this is not the entire world screaming at you that you suck. It's just <laughs> that this one person has said no and it's okay and let's kind of deal with it. Uh, and I think what I find so often is um, personally and with other people, the fear of rejection stops us from even trying in the first place. Uh, you know, it's safer to remain in our box in our comfort zone wherever where we probably aren't going to get rejected than it is to put ourselves out there and say hey I like you let's be friends or here's this thing that I made tell me what you think about it yeah and that and that's definitely it because this is something that I've kind of held myself to in the last year or so that every time I think about like doing that exact thing like oh here's this person I know who just loves framework type things I'll send my framework to her to have a look at. And then, then the fear in me goes, no, why would you do that? You know, what if she hates it? What if she doesn't get back to you? What if, what if, what if? Um, and ordinarily that would, I would just go, yeah, it's not worth it. It's not, not worth the pain of rejection to do it. But a challenge that I kind of made to myself in the last year was every time I feel that fear, I have to do that thing because what's the worst that can happen? what happened <laughs> I didn't hear back yeah from and as bad as that was you know it's not the end of the world is it no exactly you know it's perspective really helps because <laughs> you know I've actually found myself this year this past year being much better with worry um because I I'm 
probably a pessimist by nature. So I would always go worst case scenario. <laughs> like I'll ask this person for this thing or invite them to this thing. And my brain goes to the worst possible <laughs> outcome of that to the point where they might stand up and point and laugh at me, um, you know, which is not going to happen. You know, no, they're not going not. to, 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 to publicly ridicule me for asking for something or to, for approaching them for an interview on the podcast or, you know, like whatever it is, they're not going to personally and, and publicly humiliate me for, for having the gall <laughs> to ask them. So you kind of dial it back a little bit and, and go, well, what is the worst that could happen? They could say no. Okay, well, that's a lot. That's a lot easier to take than, um, you know, being, being um, like publicly mocked, humiliated. That's it. And I think, like, yeah. So we'll, we'll probably talk about this a little bit later. Um, you know, how do you actually deal with rejection? But I guess the whole point of me going every time I feel that fear, making myself do that thing, um, has been that I feel like you kind of can train yourself to deal with it better like the more that you put yourself out there and the more that you get rejected and the more that you realize it's actually not the end of the world the more you can kind of just keep doing it because the more that you put out there the more yeses you will actually get as yep. well so that's the you know that's the flip side to that whole rejection thing certainly with regard to you know putting your work or your art out into the world is that yet yeah, the more that it gets put out the more yeses you're going to get. If you try and if you try to be cute and cherry pick, or I just know this person's going to say yes, so I'm going to only going to send it to them. Well, that it kind of takes away any excitement or meaning, almost. I reckon it takes yeah, away well, it's um, sort of a shooting fish in the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> which is such a gross thing, really. <laughs> well, it's kind um, of like almost like that uncertainty thing where you said you said you kind of caught uncertainty because of the. It kind of gives you excitement because you're like anything could happen here I don't know what but anything could happen and that's quite exciting I guess that's the same scenario here isn't it it is exactly you know and I find it much um easier to put myself out there in 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 this kind of way in terms of work stuff and I guess that's probably because I've been doing it for the last five years you know and then previous to that in other other ways I was putting designs and things out into the world um, and people were free to like it or not like it or judge it or, you know, buy it or, or, or not buy it. Um, and I think you're right. It's just, it's practice that comes with saying, well, here's a thing that I wrote or here's a thing that I made. Uh, do with it what you will. Yeah. <laughs> and it does, it really does over time become less scary. Um, I think for me, it's the emotional stuff and the interpersonal relationships that I find much harder to deal with rejection yeah. with. Um, you know, if I come across someone who I would like to be friends with and I kind of put myself out there and give my phone number and say, maybe we could go for a coffee and there's crickets or there's a, oh, yeah, maybe one day when I'm not, <laughs> you know, washing my hair and doing other things that are avoiding you. Um when that happens, which does, again, it doesn't happen that often, so I don't know why I'm afraid of it, but um, that is a much harder thing for me to come to terms with because it is personal and it sort of taps back into that idea of worthiness. And well, of course, they wouldn't want to be friends with you. You're an idiot, you know. And it, my inner mean girl. And oh, there's your inner mean girl again. <laughs> exactly. You know, harking back to episode seven where um, she just opens her nasty mouth at any given moment but it kind so in that way it's really it's 
quite closely related um, to, you know, my inner mean girl and that kind of low confidence, self-dialogue kind of stuff. Um, And that's where I find rejection much, much more painful, like physically painful almost. Yeah, I definitely agree with you because I definitely feel like, yeah, actual rejection from another person on a, like, you know, whether it's like a partner or, you know, when your child goes, oh, I want to go to daddy today. (laughs) (laughs) Although sometimes that's quite nice. Um, It depends um, on the day. (laughs) It depends on the day for sure. Um, You know, or like you say, like someone that you want to free friends with, but they just don't want to be friends back um that it is you know it is very personal and actually i did i did do some research into the whole rejection thing um as i'm want to do and i'd be, I'd be surprised if you hadn't <laughs> <laughs> i need to know why they you know why we feel like this um it has to be, you know i just thought you know are we just you know are some people just a lot more sensitive than others um you, know, you and i are just you know sensitive little souls and what i kind of discovered is really human beings in general are very sensitive little souls and some researchers at UCLA, um, they actually found that two key areas of the brain appear to respond to the pain of rejection in the same way as physical pain, which is I find really interesting. And you kind of spoke about that, like almost kind of physical pain when someone rejects you at a yeah, 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 level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that punch in the guts kind of feeling. Yeah, that's, and, and so they, they theorize that the reason we experience this pain is because, um, or, so the reason that we, the way we experience this pain is kind of hardwired into us is because going back 50,000 years, social distance from a group could lead to death and actually still does for most infants, um, you know, in human and, or any, any kind of mammal society. Um, so they theorize that we may have evolved a sensitivity to anything that would in- indicate that we're being excluded. So, you know, it's an automatic alarm to signal us to reestablish social bo- social bonds before harm befalls us um and the other thing they've noticed is there's something about exclusion from others that is perceived as being harmful to our survival as something that can physically hurt us and our body automatically knows this um and and again they bring up this concept of you know so while everyone accepts that physical pain is real we're very tempted to think that social pain is just in our heads and we kind of discount it. Um, and I really, like, you've got a really good way of unpacking this thought that, you know, we're, you know, talking about resilience as opposed to just feeling the feelings. Yeah, um, I think I think uh, there is absolutely, you know, an approach in, in society about emotional pain not being real, like the pain of rejection in this instance not being a real pain. And is this um, something that we just need to get on with? Like, yeah, that's get exactly over right. It. You know, oh, you'll be fine. Like, they didn't want to be friends with you. Get over it. It's okay, you know, that kind of thing. And I think um, we're, we're really taught to value resilience, um, which I think is, is rightly so. I think resilience is a, an incredibly important trait that a lot of people – kind of haven't had developed over time mm-hmm. uh, and it's something that I think kids really benefit from you know developing resilience over time to emotional kind of upsets and things like that but I think we've somehow confused the idea of resilience with just getting over it um, yeah. whereas to me I think resilience is the ability to f- like feel the feelings you're rejected someone makes you feel like an outsider feel that feel however that feels you feel sad you feel defensive you feel angry you feel aggressive you feel confused just 
let those feelings kind of flow through you. Don't judge them. Don't feel like you're reacting in the wrong kind of way. Don't feel like you're, you know, you're doing it. You're doing rejection wrong. (laughs) Just, you know, let those feelings be for a while and let them accept the fact that they're going to be there for a while, then process them after a little bit of time's passed and then move on. You know, it's okay to feel hurt because being rejected hurts. Being Being made to feel like you're on the outside hurts and that's okay to feel that hurt but I think the key is to be with it for for a bit process it and then move on otherwise we can hold on to those you know those feelings for a very long time and that's when they start to to kind of impact us down the track yeah well that's it we're never actually well we're not ever actually dealing with them if we're just you know, pushing them, pushing them away. And I yep. really, really like when, you know, when you kind of said that to me before we were, we recorded this show, I was just like, yes, that's so true because that's exactly, you know, I don't really ever let myself feel the feelings. Um, and I do think that resilience is just the ability to just get on with it. You know, shit happens, get on with it. And I've never really sat down and gone, okay, this way that you're feeling right now, feel it you know let it go through you I've always tried to really just bat it bat it away Mm -hmm. and get rid of it and I can really I can see how unuseful can't think of the proper word for that um how non-useful it is to be so and especially in this world where we live in right now where we've there's so many opportunities so many more opportunities for rejection so back in the day you know you had to kind of be in physical contact with someone really to get rejected or they had to send you a letter <laughs> to kind of you know to reject and no one's ever going to send you a letter going I heard you on the radio yesterday and you really really sucked like you know it is it just it took so much more effort to you know to reject people back in the day and nowadays it's so so much easier Um, and there's so much more scope for it so we're coming into contact with so many more people via social media um, via email via the internet um, which means there's you know you can I know I've left a comment on someone's Facebook photo before and they replied to everybody and not me and so I just was like oh what does that mean like you know (laughs) and then you know I, then I had to realize that, you know, every so often I'll be replying to stuff on my Facebook page and I'll forget to reply to someone or I won't reply to everybody for what, you know, I might be in a hurry or whatever. And I, I forget to kind of make these connections. I just go, hang on, they replied to everyone and didn't reply to me. I'm, I must suck. Um, and, yeah, there's just so many more opportunities these days. Um, I, I think said, what, you just, what you just said is the key, though, to, to not getting bogged down with it. Like, just that perspective, that flipping flipping the switch and saying, you know, there are times where you don't respond to all comments or, or emails or, you know, what it, like whatever it is uh, because you're busy or because you got sick of writing the same yeah. response Thanks 50 so times. Much. Thanks <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and kind of changing it up with a smiley face occasionally or whatever. Um, you know, and it, that's a perfectly fine and valid reason. It's got nothing to do with the person who's left the comment. So I think if we understand that, that side of it, where we come from and understand that that's almost certainly the case coming from the other side, I think to me that's where the key of letting that kind of stuff go 
comes from. Yeah, almost. Um, um, it's like giving people the benefit of the doubt and giving, I guess, yourself the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting um, <laughs> because you're absolutely right. Every day we have, you know, hundreds of opportunities to be rejected. <laughs> um, also, you know, conversely, hundreds of opportunities to be accepted and to, you know, be part yes. of. Yes. Oh, that's it. That's the converse of, of it. Like so yeah. many more, so much more opportunity to find people who just get you and feel connected to those people. So it's it, the kind of you got to take the good with the bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and I was thinking about this idea and for me it's just with the, with the exception of a nasty comment or an email, which I've been really fortunate to only get ever a handful of, mm-hmm. uh, they feel like a personal rejection because quite often if it's that nasty it's you know it's a personal attack yeah it is a personal attack (laughs) yeah which I think is different to rejection uh so aside from that I kind of don't equate um an unanswered comment or you know a lack of a retweet or a lack of a Facebook like as rejection I guess because I I don't know if I'm unusual in this regard but I kind of which (laughs) I don't know if this is helpful for me to admit it or not, but I sort of feel like things that happen on social media, they're not as important as, as life. And I know that's not what you're saying, but yeah. I just don't I don't find myself trapped in the mire of, of that and, you know, tying it up with, with feelings of worthiness. Yeah, I think that I know if I ever step back and look at myself when I'm feeling rejected by something like that, like by a, you know, she replies to everybody but not to me type thing, it's always a reflection of where I'm at as opposed to anything really to do with that person. So I know that, yeah, that kind of doesn't really help because it means I'm in an insecure kind of place at that given moment in time. Um, But, yeah, I guess maybe I do allow myself to feel the feelings sometimes because I do get to kind of look at that you know, from an almost from the outside looking in and go, okay, you've, you've gotten upset by this. It's probably absolutely nothing. She was just in a hurry. But why are you so personally offended and upset by this? So unpacking it almost always it comes back to me and my own feelings of self-worth because it, this is the only problem with rejection. It is a bit of a slippery slope where you can quickly go from someone saying, this thing sucks or this thing you did sucks, mm. um, you know, like, as, and I'm talking like an overt kind of uh, I submitted a story to a publication for publication and they said no thanks to which, you know, it's very it's very quick to go from, you know, they hated my piece to, oh, my God, I'm the worst writer in the world to, oh, my yeah. God, I'm the worst person in the world in a very, <laughs> very, very um, small amount of time. But I guess, as you say, you know, it's it's if you can step back and look at it from, you know, your own behaviour. Like, say, I'm an editor now, so I am doing a lot of rejecting of people's work, um, and I know myself when I'm rejecting people's work, it's never anything to do with them, and always everything to do with the publication. Like, this is not right for the publication, or we just did a piece on this like last month, or and this isn't different enough to that piece to justify publishing it, or you know, there's and the line between right and not right is so fine, and sometimes it's hard to articulate. So, I think um, knowing that myself means that then when people reject me on that same level, it's much, much easier to take. 
But I do know that if you're, you know, say there's someone that you think is very famous, um, you kind of forget that if someone's very famous, they're probably also very busy and have a lot of other people kind of emailing them their framework that they really like and would you like you, you know, would like some validation for it. Um, it's easy to forget that mm. because, you know, you're not, say, you know, say I'm not that level of, you know, profile, so I'm not getting the same level of email, so I don't understand the situation that they're in. So, yeah, it's that's the only difficult situation I find sometimes is I want to put myself in other people's shoes to understand, you know, to make myself feel better <laughs> about my rejection. Um, and sometimes it's difficult to do that. But Yeah, I think it, it is. When you don't have an insight into what their day-to-day looks like or what their, you know, inbox looks like. Yeah. It can be difficult. But, yeah, and I think the key is in perspective and kind of empathy and understanding the demands on someone might be different to what we expect. What we perceive as well. That's right. We think that that our email in their inbox is the only thing that they're dealing with today. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and it's like when, uh, you know, something pivotal happens in your life or you have a big conversation with someone or... Uh, you know, they retweet you or whatever it is. And for you, that's a moment, you know, that's a thing, that's a big deal. And you might get an opportunity to talk to them about it at some point down the track and they don't remember. (laughs) It's always a really... Uh, it's it's very helpful to it's recognize helpful. the fact it is <laughs> and to recognize that, oh, so in their life, that was just one little thing. <laughs> in mine, it was kind of a big deal, but in their life, it was one part of their day, which is one part of their week slash month slash year, you know. So I think to get that that perspective and take ourselves out of the center of the universe is really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Yes, for think- sure. and that's, that's the big perspective thing, isn't it? I think the other thing... Um, I know what rejection does for me is it gives that feeling of being disconnected and this is more definitely on a personal level like with people who you know I think I would like to be friends with or I think I am friends with and then something happens that makes me feel like oh maybe we're not as good friends as I thought Um, that that gives that feeling of disconnection and that's that very visceral human thing of we don't like feeling disconnected because it makes us feel unsafe and it kind of mm. rocks our world a little bit. So I guess what the way that I've approached that is I, I go, okay, I can't change that initial reaction to the rejection because that's really hardwired into us. And I don't, and I think if we're trying to change that reaction, that's a futile scenario because um, you're kind of talking about something that's happening on a cellular level. You can't really control it, but. <clears throat> You can change what you do from there. And so what I've, you know, when I'm feeling a bit at sea from a perceived rejection, I have found the fastest way to turn that around is to seek out meaningful connections from places where I know that I'm going to get it, you know, so from my family or from my friends that I have confidence in. So do you have any kind of similar go-to scenario that you do just to kind of wrap up? Oh, that's a good question actually. Um <laughs> just to put you on the spot. Just to put me on the spot. Thanks, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. I really like the idea of connecting as quickly as possible. You know, with someone else to kind of feel that security and that you know that that kind of unconditional acceptance that we get from close friends and family. Uh, so I think that's a really good way of of dealing with it. I also try to say to myself, "Hey, you know." good for you because if that had have paid off if that had have worked out 
then that would be a fantastic step. And the fact is, maybe it didn't work out the way you expected, but uh, you know, you tried. And I came across this quote on Instagram the other day, which is, uh, I think it was, <laughs> so it, the, the quote says that Napoleon Bonaparte kind of muttered, uttered this at some point. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, <laughs> but you cannot lead a battle if you think you look silly on a horse. And I really, really liked that. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So I kind of try and, uh, you know, think positively about the experience anyway. I mean, even as I'm listening to myself saying that, that's not actually what I do. (laughs) What I actually do is probably sit and feel all my feelings for a day or so and just let it be whatever it is. Someone leaves a nasty comment on my blog and I, I feel angry and I feel confused and I feel sad and I feel like I want to write them a page long response as to why they're wrong but I don't do any of those things I just go I just say to myself it's it's fine this is how you're feeling go to bed wake up the next day invariably that that feeling that really raw feeling has 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 gone always dissipated and I think that is actually quite a nice way to finish up is that to remind people of you know the the flip side of rejection is putting yourself out there and good things don't come to people who sit around and wait for people to notice them. So exactly, you've got to put yourself out there. Good things will come of that and every rejection that you receive takes you closer to that good yeah. thing that you're seeking. Yeah, rejection is a byproduct of trying and awesome things don't happen if you don't try. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Let It Be Pod. Or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt, you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And, um, you know, we we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.